Kopitiam Conversations. This is Kopitiam Conversations. I'm your host, Winston, and my guest today is Rachel Tan. Rachel serves as the Business Development Manager, Malaysia, at PTIX, a global event discovery platform that connects people to communities. She works closely with event organizers and community builders across various industries from arts and culture to business and technology in managing events and growing communities. She also has her own podcast and you can also follow her on Rachel's chat room. Welcome, Rachel. Hey, Winston. Thanks so much for having me. So good to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. I love Mm -hmm. concerts. I love events. You know, I love the buzz that I get out of buying the tickets and then getting that, you know, feeling that buzz when it's a few days before the concerts and then after that, when the concert happens, you go there and you are also hyped up about it, right? Um, but not to bring down this uh, today's episode uh, <laughs> on a bummer so soon, yeah. But with the prolonged lockdown due to the pandemic. More and more event organizers and event-related businesses, okay, things like you know catering services that you know usually supports an event, right? The logistics, the sound and lighting, production crew, stage carpenters, and people like the like that lah. All right, uh, are experiencing hard and desperate times now. I'm I'm sure you are aware of that, right? And yep. it has all come to a head when you know you see this hashtag Bandera Pute thing happening and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, so obviously, uh, people in this industry. Their livelihood and survivability of their business, okay, hinge upon the essence of delivering the physical presence brought about by events. Yeah, um, the whole experiential uh, vibe that people get in the events and all that, they are un- unable to bring it to the audience. Okay, so how are event management companies mm-hmm. able to weather and survive through this season? Right. Yes. Um, yeah. What you said, you know, it's really true. Um, a lot of um, event organizers are suffering, um, you know, and this is across the board. Um, people um, doing music, um, people organizing events, um, you know, people in the uh, production houses. Yeah. So I think what's really important is that you really have to know how to pivot, which is one of the <laughs> buzzwords of 2020 and 2021, right? Yeah. You have to know how you can actually um, move everything online, you know, at this point because you don't really have an option. Well, unless you have something to fall back on. But because if you're so, I mean, you just have to imagine that um, COVID is going to be here e- easily until end of this year or maybe even until end of next year. Who knows, right? <laughs> so I think what's important is that you have to just um, imagine that this is going to go on for like probably the next few years, right? If not forever. <laughs> well, hopefully not forever. Yeah, it will go personally, I believe, right? Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you have to know how to um, move your business online, right? So in, in the events uh, sphere, I would say, uh, I'll give you an example, like for musicians, right? Um, who are a group of people that we work very closely with, you know? So a lot of, uh, especially those full-time musicians, they have not been able to perform at physical um, venues anymore. Right. So what's important for them is to is that they have to know how to, um, you know, work the online system. You know, they have to learn, um, upskill themselves. You know, in terms of hooking up their equipment to the to the computer, whatever. Uh, in other words, live streaming. Right. They have to start considering doing live streaming if they have not considered doing so before. Yeah. And 
it really helps. It really helps. You know, um, yes, people may not be may not be um, super receptive to um, uh, to to online shows, but over time, actually, um, people would start learning and accepting because not only for the organizers if you think about it right like right. the attendees themselves are also stuck at home yeah and sometimes when you're so you know so bored with like other stuff at home your house chores um, people don't mind you know spending um a little bit of money on music on entertainment right mm-hmm. yeah it, it's still a very valuable thing in most people's lives so i would say you you have to know how to pivot that's one thing you and you have to know how to um you have you have to have the willing willingness to, um, to to learn to learn and uh, to equip yourself, um, upskill yourself. And honestly, there are ton there are a ton of resources out there. Like a lot of things could be learned, you know, via YouTube and whatnot. So yeah, learning to adapt to the to the new world, the new norm, uh, is what they call it, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, upskilling yourself, yeah. So and also there are a lot of platforms available. So yeah, it's not it's definitely not the end of the. At end of the road or whatever, yeah. You still there is actually a lot of um, opportunities out there. Right. In the mm-hmm. case of seminars, trainings, and workshops, yeah. I mean, those mm-hmm. of us in the corporate line, we probably you know experience a lot of these training seminars and workshops online, right? I'm, I'm. That's quite a common thing these days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in this uh, industry, I'm certain that right. there are still opportunities for growth in this area going online, right? But um, things seem less rosy, okay? For music concerts, which of course, as I said earlier, thrive on the presence, the experience of the crowd. And of course, one of the key elements is the elaborate sound systems, okay? And mm-hmm. of course, um, if an audience were to sit at home and watch uh, an online concert, okay? Um, it feels like it's a poor compromise, a, a cheap second best if you are talking about assessing music using a standard headphones like this one or you know PC speakers so what are your thoughts on this um, we've actually had a lot of organizers a lot of musicians do shows on our platform and honestly the sound quality is really much more decent than you think i mean obviously unless if you're like a, a musician you might have like a much higher standard but i would say for the average user it's not it, it's really not um settling for less it's pretty good because i've tuned into a lot of online shows uh, online music shows at least right so um you know what i i i would say is that for the musicians you know on your side just do your part right like if you could invest in good equipment you should right because if you're thinking of doing this um for the long term you know, you, you want to do like a series of shows, it's worth the investment. So obviously, if you spend a little bit more on equipment, you would have better sound quality, right? You know, just like yep. anything in life. Yeah. So just do your part as an organizer and then like do a lot of test runs um, to ensure like the best experience for your attendees. And also for the attendees, um, depending on your requirement uh, as, a, as a listener, as a, you know, as, a, as an attendee, right? Like if right. you are, if you are a, a really big fan of like, music in general and you are very particular chances are you would have like pretty decent um gadgets at home to tune into music mm-hmm. yeah but i would say in general for the average um attendee um like a, a, a normal laptop like what you and i have right now or even like your smartphones they they meet pretty um you know they, they have pretty decent quality so it's not really settling for so much uh less than than you think yeah so I would say um, investing in great equipment 
and also um, even sometimes you don't uh, you know your laptop is not the only choice your phone is not the right. only choice a lot of attendees actually uh, cast it to their TV you know right, so they right. watch yes. it in like mm-hmm. full screen HD yeah so I think it, it's and, and it can actually give a pretty good experience and also um, we talked about this earlier fairy lights and all that right <laughs> so as on the organizers part yeah this yeah. is where you could um, do your best for your attendees right like you could dress up your setup you know and try to replicate the physical experience as much as you can obviously we all know that um, you will never ever replace like the full physical um, event experience right but you can always try to aim for it yeah and I think it's it's good to do that in fact um, that will be a biggest compliment for an, for a musician for an artist right and we've had to, we've had that um, feedback before from attendees mm. for um for some of the artists who have performed on a platform, like the attendees would say in a live chat, oh my God, you know, I really feel like I'm in the room with you. This really feels exactly like, you know, attending a physical event. So, you know, you can actually um, do that, you know, to, to try to replicate that similar experience. And, it, and it's sometimes not so much um, about um, the physical uh, venue per se, like the physical right. experience. Sometimes it's your energy, you know your energy that you 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 deliver over the screen sometimes the the lightings and all that right it it does help it definitely helps but how you how you perform you know um the energy you put in um the love or the creativity you put in it it will actually transcend you know um yeah. the screen yeah so it really it, it does help and we all know that you know, there's so many artists around the world who have done a lot of virtual shows and their tickets, you know, have been sold out. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely doable. Yeah. Over the virtual, in, in the virtual sphere. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, the sound of the crowd screaming and, ah, and all that sort of things, right? Uh, uh, will be lost yeah. in the online event. So um, I don't know, maybe there is a way that, you know, you can you know, edit the background sound effects with the crowd screaming and all that. It feels a bit fake, but yeah, it, whatever works, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it depends on the organizer, how you want to do it. Sometimes, I mean, I mean, we work with a lot of organizers and they could be uh, musicians or singers, um, uh, comedians, right? And, and this is, uh, what you just said is very relevant to um, it's I say it's something that comedians in general would totally understand, and this is one of their um, biggest challenges, honestly, to to actually pivot online, right? Because imagine being in a physical venue, right. you know, you're so used to delivering jokes on the spot, and mm-hmm. you get immediate feedback on your joke. Meaning to say, like, you know that oh, this 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 joke material is funny, like people laugh, ha ha ha. You literally can hear it. Right, so and and also you can improvise improvise along the way, but this is not something that is so easily done over the screen, right? right. So yeah. what I mean, the workaround to this would be to encourage people. For instance, if you're talking about uh, the Zoom using the Zoom platform, yeah, this is where um, the attendees could be more encouraging by turning on their their camera, their audio, right? Because it's funny, right? If you think about it, a lot of um, online events. Usually the organizer would, you know, turn off your mics. They would tell you upfront, uh, hey guys, you know, that would be mine turning off the mic, that would be great. But in the comedy scene, it's quite different. It's quite the opposite. They want people to turn on their camera, they want people to turn on their audio. Yeah, so I would say that would be the workaround. Okay, now yeah. you help event organizers um, list their events and also manage the sales and distribution of the e-tickets, right? How have these ticket sales been in general? Are, are they like, you know, 
do they sell like thousands or hundreds or you know sure like the ticket sales and the the responses they've been getting yeah, the gen- right? in general how have the responses to the ticket sales been Right, yeah. So it really depends on what type of event you're talking about. It it ranges anywhere from like, you know, sometimes about 20, 20 plus or sometimes uh, slightly less than that, all the way to like hundreds of tickets. Yeah. So again, it depends because there's so many types of events on our platform. And also, by the way, like, so PTX is a self-service platform, right? So right. the idea is to provide you the platform to facilitate your event. management right we want to make things as seamless as possible for both the organizer and the attendees so in other words um when it comes to like the terms and conditions the pricing and whatnot it all depends on what the organizer wants for their own event so we don't set the pricing mm-hmm. you know it's the event organizers themselves who decide on that so if you're talking about ticket sales um i can give you an example like right now we have a e-commerce platform that um that does a lot of workshops right for their sellers and i was quite surprised to see that you know they have been selling tickets like hotcakes yeah and and, and actually if you think about it it kind of makes sense right because during this pandemic everyone's at home right mm-hmm. so everyone's like you know shopping online and what not so they are actually really thriving um you know e-commerce platforms so yeah it could be hundreds um of tickets or sometimes it if you're talking about just like a small um community meetup yeah that could be maybe about 20 20 plus 30 and sometimes um just because um obviously if you're comparing it to like an event that has sold hundreds right it, it looks like oh my god like so much less but actually not really it, it, it's not really the case reason being is that some event organizers intentionally want to keep a small circle right, right? so they cap it at like a certain limit right so because don't forget sometimes volume is not everything ticket sales is not everything in other words um like i said depends on what you want sometimes you want a connection right so if you're talking about events like the community meetup where they talk about um mental health issues mm-hmm. or like you know how you've been coping during this pandemic it's in fact i would say it's actually healthy to keep like a sn- small number mm-hmm. right just so yeah. people feel at ease when they share their stories and what not Yeah. yeah. So usually events like this um yeah, I would say about 20 plus or sometimes around 30, right? Mm-hmm. Um for music shows, you know, virtual concerts, uh it really ranges. Sometimes it could be as um yeah, as less uh, as 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 few as um about 20 or slightly shorter shorter than uh slightly less than 20 or it could go up to like um just just very recently we we sold a show, I mean the organizer mm-hmm. um you know The the, it, the the ticket sales was really good like it went up to like about 200 tickets which was yeah it was really amazing if you think about it right mm-hmm. um in uh, taking into consideration the current situation right that's the right. pandemic and people have been more mindful um with their spending so to have a concert that sells like you know more than 100 tickets it's it's really a huge achievement yep. you know especially um i would say in malaysia we have not really been accustomed to paying for online shows especially right, yes. um you know <laughs> music shows right so yep. i guess we've had like one year of practice right over the past year because we started this lockdown i think what since oh, march yeah. or something mm-hmm. right so i i i mean based on my observation over the past year you know i see that malaysians have um been more and more receptive towards shows like this yeah so so the challenge becomes like what would be the fair 
um, price range for the organizer. So it, so there isn't like a, a right or wrong pricing, honestly. Right. It really comes down to um, the demand for the content and right. also like um, what you think is fair because like every industry has got like a different fair price range, right? Certain things, certain workshops are like certain uh, niches or like, like specialized knowledge. Um, certain workshops could go up to like over 100. Yeah, so it sounds like, oh my God, it's over more than 100. But then in, uh, in, in, in the marketplace, like people who are in that industry will know that this is actually an acceptable range. You know what I mean? So it really ranges yeah, the ticket sales. So the price range uh, you're talking about, um, mm. how low to how much do they actually fetch for, especially for Malaysia? And, you know, um, I know certain Malaysians are willing to pay, you know, a very high bracket. And of course, some were like, hey, look, I'm not getting that, ex that full experience. So maybe I've only got this amount that I'm willing to pay for. What will be the highest so far and what is the lowest so far that has been attractive enough for the audience at home? Right. So tickets can go as low as um, 10 ringgit. Mm -hmm. Or I would say 20 ringgit seems to be the very, the, the, the sweet spot, right. so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. So, or up to about, you know, slightly over 100. And those are usually specialized workshops, I would say. But uh -huh. I would say the, the most comfortable price range, mm -hmm. at least from what I, you know, what I've observed on our platform, yeah, seems right. to be like 20 plus to like maybe um, up to like 50 plus. Yeah, okay. but like for instance, like a music concert, right? A, 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 a virtual gig, right? It mm -hmm. normally ranges from like 20 to like 30 plus or 40 plus, right? So right. this, I would say, is the price range where um, attendees wouldn't think twice about, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like anything that I notice that exceeds like 40 or 50, right? That is where people would start thinking twice. And, and so, I mean, you you would see you would definitely see the difference in the ticket sales, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yep. yeah. So so again, it depends on the type of event, right? Mm -hmm. So like I, like I said earlier, like if you're holding a, a workshop and this workshop is not um, someone, uh, not you, you don't easily get it in the market, and even if you do, um, you want like really credible trainers, yeah. That's so. Right. Yeah, so these kind of workshops can fetch quite a high price. It mm -hmm. could go like more than a hundred. Yeah. Okay. So, but I think the organizers doing um, holding workshops like this, they are aware that they wouldn't attract just any Tom, Dick, and Harry. They are they know who they're targeting, and they know the people that they're targeting would be willing to pay for this. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. For you know, for this kind of workshop at this price. Yeah. So sometimes, right? Um, it, it, you don't necessarily have. To sell like oh 100 tickets well obviously that would be ideal for pretty much any organizer but sometimes uh like say if you're holding a workshop there's only so much uh attention you can give to everyone so you want to keep it small sometimes they yeah. just want that like five packs you know what i mean oh, for that really? class oh, and it will okay. be enough yeah so it really depends on your on, on your uh, what type of event like obviously like for uh online music concert you want as many people as possible right yeah, like yeah, i said yeah, like yeah. um the, our recent event uh you know, this organizer sold about 200 tickets, which is amazing, you know. If every concert, uh, you know, if every musician can do that, yeah, that'll be like a huge success and they'll be like really stoked about it. Okay. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. With all these strategies in mind, right, to attract the audience at home, okay, are there any other like, you know, freebies or promotions or, you know, something to expedite or to 
uh, attract the audience a little bit more just to you know other than you know reducing prices or keeping the numbers small what other like you know freebies or promotional uh, tools that you all use when you want to attract audiences Right, so I can share with um, what I've observed from uh, our clients. Our we call them our event organizers, right? What so what they have done so far to um, attract to to basically incentivize right attendees, right? Would right. be depending again depending on the type of your event. Let's say if you're doing a a, a workshop, right, or yeah. a preview session. Right, a business workshop. What you can right. do is to like throw in like a free consultation, like a one-on-one consultation, because people love attention, right? So that one-on-one does help. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that is one idea. Or um, you could, let's say, if you're doing a, a, a music concert, right, online music show, um, you could throw in the merchandise. Yeah, or you could um, so needing to say instead of just paying for a ticket, you could throw in the merchandise, right. or you could partner with certain brands or sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a giveaway, and we've had organizers do that before. Like during the show, they would, okay. um, make, you know, make it fun by having them answer certain questions, and whoever wins it wins like a official um, a merchandise by you know, nice. by this artist. <laughs> yeah, so that that's a great idea. You know, there are actually a lot of opportunities, a lot of ideas to um, incentivize your attendees with, uh, and also let's see what else. Yeah, yeah, partnering with brands and also um, and. And and then also you you could do a lot of uh, brainstorming with um your your you know your 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 peers in your industry yeah. to come up with a lot of um, ideas. Maybe you could do a, a promotion, right? Let's say um let's say um Medica, it's it's just around the corner, right? Yeah, we could do like a Medica um, promotion where you buy one ticket. And then you have another ticket free, or you could. It doesn't have to be free if that's um you know if you can't afford that you know that kind of that kind of promotion, then maybe you could just give like half price. It definitely helps, right? You know, buying, uh, buying two tickets for the ticket of uh, uh, for 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 one, right? So it it really helps, yeah. So there are really a lot of ideas, and then also you could um, provide certain uh, um, materials, you know, like right. maybe like a free PDF book. Let's say if you're doing a workshop, right? E-books, yeah. Or if you are, yeah, ebooks. It it helps, like for for ebook nerds, you know. I love ebooks, so I would, you know. <laughs> do things like this yeah so right it, it's still something valuable right because it's something that is unique to you as the organizer it's not in the market and whatnot it's, or sometimes even the recording of a certain training session yeah that is definitely valuable because people yeah. people pay for training sessions like especially corporates and whatnot so if you could share like a student recording um of a certain uh, training workshop, whatever that definitely helps. In fact, I I know that certain organizers do that. Like I've been on Clubhouse recently, and <laughs> I know this right. A, a lot of um, I I have got this new favorite guy. His name is Cristo, right? And he's mm-hmm. so smart in how he um, you know how how he actually manages his um. Uh, I don't know what you call this. All this, all these materials, you know. So because whatever he says is so valuable, but right. I really wouldn't. I would want the replay of it. And you know how it works on Clubhouse. You miss it. You miss it completely, right? So what he's been doing is that if you want a recording of it, sign up for my 
<laughs> for my like whole community that is where like um all our members would have exclusive access to it yeah you see you think about yep. it it's a really fun idea yep. yeah exactly yep. like you know like because I've, i'm i'm really such a huge fan of him right i'm like damn it i missed his his talk and because of the time zone differences he's based in the states right. but you know it really it's such a oh they have such a bummer but they see this is an idea who that thought right yeah yeah i mean so There are just so many things you can explore with, honestly. If you just, yeah, just spend some time talking to people, do your research, or you know, just um, observe what other people are doing, and then sometimes it could be a different industry, but it's okay. You just like um, apply the same principle or the same thought processes, and then try to um, customize it and make it work for your specific industry, your specific niche. So more recently, this year's uh, Rainforest World Music Festival offered free tickets for audiences who registered. Being the Kiasu Malaysian that I am, I registered. So I registered for access to be an audience for the event, but due to the busy schedule and sometimes, you know, your busy schedule bleeds over to the weekend. And I forgot mm-hmm. to log on, I missed it. Because all engagements are limited to the small screen of the PC monitors, right? And like you mentioned earlier, yeah, a few, more than a few people will cast their, their programs onto their television and all. Now, how can an audience sit for three or four hours in a stretch to watch a live event? Right. You can yeah. go to a concert and watch a concert for three, or three hours plus and all that and you don't get that same fatigue. Whereas if I were to put you in front of those PC chairs or, or your, even your sofa, you get a bit squirmish after a while. You get a bit restless. Not sure. So yeah. what do you think? Yeah. I think the organizer themselves, right? Like they know that they wouldn't be able to retain their attendees at least not three, four hours in a row. They're they're fully aware of that, right? Mm. So um and also you know why you forgot to log on? Because you didn't pay for it. <laughs> so my point <laughs> True, is commitment, yeah. yeah, so my point is sometimes it's very counterintuitive. Yeah. Right. You would think that making it free would, you know, encourage more signups. Yes, that is true. But mm-hmm. then you lose that sense of commitment. So sometimes, uh, you know, especially for new organizers, I would suggest to them you could actually consider charging, you know, for your tickets. Well, it doesn't have to be a, a, like a super expensive price, right? Just like just a little amount, you know, to also um, make up for some of your um, investment, whatever, right? So it it does help, right? Imagine if you paid a hundred ringgit for that. You think you will forget so easily? I don't think right. so. Do you know yep. what I mean? You in fact you will want to maximize it, and you will want to sit your butt down for like that three to four hours. Just right, so you right. can. Yeah. <laughs> I am so screwed. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know what this means? This means the Rainforest World Music Festival is going to come after me, right? Or rather, the fans are going to come after me because I have just. Um, monetize the event for them now, right? So <laughs> next year they're going to charge, and they're going to come after me. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, attendees like uh, uh, you know, in general, everyone would want like a free meal or free show, right? Who, exactly. Who would want yes. That? Yeah. But, Yeah, so yes, you may have like that volume, you know, in terms of ticket sales. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the event day itself, that's when you see like, you know, how many people are genuinely interested in the events, especially in the in the in the digital sense, right? Mm-hmm. right. So sometimes it's good to to charge, right? So it's good for both parties, right? So you 
So on on the tennis side, you definitely want to sit down and like maximize your whatever you paid That's for right, the ticket. Yeah. And then on the organizer side, also right, even even if the ticket sales may not be you know that much, but at least you have some returns, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that is very important to and to to keep the organizers going because you know you know just like any industry, everyone wants some. And encouragement because if they put in so much effort to plan for a show and people are not showing up, it's very disheartening. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. sometimes, as counterintuitive as it, it, as it sounds, it does help to put a price to it. Right. Right. So I, I want to encourage all the organizers to put a price to your to your tickets. Well, obviously, if you can afford to to give a free show, and if you're doing like a charity, by all means, you know. So it's just a suggestion for you to consider because so you so you have your attendees sit down for your show three to four hours, right? People will not so conveniently forget. Oh yeah, I forgot. I actually signed up for this. It's very <laughs> helpful for the organizer. Right. Yeah, especially to plan content for like three to four hours. Yeah. So also, obviously, on the organizer side, they have to think like what value they could provide because right now, um, attention is so important, right? It, it, attention is it's so valuable. I mean, everyone is fighting for an uh, for people's attention. Like what? Right. So what makes your event stand out? Why would I want to tune in um, to your show when I could be I don't know reading a book, watch uh, net Netflix and chilling, whatever, right? Right. So right. you have to find something that people are not able to access easily, you know, with other activities. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this is where you have to really um, sit down and think through and curate your content to attract the right audience for your to your events. To the audiences of the Rainforest World Music Festival, <laughs> I am so sorry if next year you have to pay for your tickets because I raised this issue up and and now if the Rainforest <laughs> organizers are going to pick up this video and yeah, so really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I believe they would do better next year. <laughs> and then the other attendees will thanks to you, Winston, because of you, I don't get a joy free show. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna put my they're gonna put my picture over there and probably gonna be on a dartboard or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably who knows, right? <laughs> yep. Okay, thanks so much for your time, Rachel. Thanks so much for appearing uh, in today's episode. My pleasure, Winston. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so fun chatting with you. Gopitiam Conversations.